I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Dr. Kelly Jones. And this is Big Strong. Yes. Welcome to Big Strong Yes, the show where two best friends read books together and try to apply what they learn to their lives. During season one, Kelly and I were both finding our courage, wrestling with our creativity, and heeding the call to adventure. I'm story expert Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher Dr. Kelly Jones. Today, we're kicking off Big Strong Yes, season two, in which we'll read Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by twin sisters, Emily Nagotsky, PhD, and Amelia Nagotsky, DMA. Which stands for Doctor of Musical Arts, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but it is a thing. And I feel very strongly that anyone who earns a degree at that level should be called doctor. So I decree that when we refer to the authors, we call them the Doctors Nagoski. Agreed. And we are back, baby. To quote (laughs) chipperish host Noelle LaCroix, it's bigger, stronger, yes, sir. (laughs) We are going to start talking about the book next week when we read the introduction to Burnout. Go to chippers.com and search Big Strong Yes Schedule to find all the information about what we're reading and when, or refer to the show notes in your podcast app and you will see the schedule there. All right. So, oh my God. Oh my God. Here we are. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. If you are new to Big Strong Yes, lovingly referred to as BSY, welcome And if you listen to the original show and are joining us for this new season, welcome back. I cannot believe it has been almost exactly three years since we finished the first season of BSY. Um, And for those of you who don't already know me, I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. I'm a New York Times bestselling author of 12 novels, an award-winning podcaster, story expert, and owner of Chipperish Media, and Dr. Kelly Jones's best friend. (laughs) And I'm Dr. (laughs) Kelly Jones, recovering academic qualitative methodologist, (laughs) curriculum specialist, and Lonnie Diane Rich's best friend. (laughs) <laughs> this is so fun. Um, so, okay. So for everybody who hasn't listened to the first season of BSY, um, we started that, you know, um, about three and a half years ago. Yeah. I think it was it was June, I think, of 2017 when we started. Um, and there were just a lot of things going on with both of us. We were both in the middle of redefining our lives and, and at least for me, picking up the pieces from some pretty serious trauma. Um, and we, you know, read three books. And then we stopped doing the podcast and we went on, we did some other things. Why are we coming back now? (laughs) I'm coming back because you asked me to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I miss talking about books um, and sharing them Mm -hmm. with you. I miss the BSY community. Like it was such a Mm -hmm. unique group. Yeah. Um, I miss the BSY theme music. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's awesome. And a little bit of nostalgia. We have Mm -hmm. a very fun thing that we will play after the closing credits. So Chipperish host Noelle LaCroix wrote a song for us uh, called We Are Mm -hmm. Going to Say Yes. And then she had a musician friend record it. So this is to the tune of We're Going to Be Friends by the White Stripes. The musician is Allison Wilson. She's on Twitter at Allison the Meep. Um, But (laughs) Noelle wrote this for us. And so it's it. I got all the nostalgia like warm heart fuzzy feelings from that so we'll play that 
Yes, and it was actually Big Strong Yes that brought Noelle LaCroix yes. to us. She um, was listening to the podcast and was a fan. She called us and yelled at us, yes. and then I fell immediately in love with her when she did that. <laughs> and we have become since like three best friends. Yes. So um, that is such a wonderful um, experience, and I, I love that she had that song done for us. It came in a little late, so we couldn't include it in the finale, but we get to include it here today, and that is really exciting. Yes, I'm so excited. And, you know, behold the power of a fiery voicemail i will always love that (laughs) (laughs) that recording from from psy um but it's it's funny like i know it's been three years but i can't somehow process the fact that it's been three years yeah because yeah i mean oh my god um so it'll be really fun to do a new season from the perspective of the person that i am now and yeah given the state of the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know we all need support and community and strategies to help with trauma and burnout i mean that i think we are collectively experiencing maybe in ways that we never have before so, yeah. yeah. So what about yeah. you? So you asked me to do this. Why? Why you want to do it again? I did. I did. I don't know. Like, I just had this kind of, you know, every now and again, and I'm a person that very much goes by my gut, you know, every now and again, I'll just get a feeling about something. Um, and then usually I'll ignore it and put it away. And if it bothers me again, if it comes out and nudges me again, I'll, you know, I'll bring it back. Um, but you and I have been through the years, like we started doing BSY because there were uh, three books that you wanted me to read. And I was like, okay. And I was in the middle of a very serious trauma processing. Um, and uh, and so reading those books was part of that experience. And then I was like, well, hey, let's do a podcast about it, yada, yada. And, and there you go. And since then, we've still been sharing the books that we read with each other and talking about them and all of that. Um, but there's just something about um, this particular book when I found it, I was like, wow, this would just be a perfect BSY book. Um, and and so we had just finished up um, the most recent season of How Story Works Conversations. Um, and I didn't like the idea of not doing something with you for a Aww. while until that came back. So I was like, OK, let's go ahead and do it. Um, and also, like the last time, like I said, that we were doing BSY, I was processing a great deal of personal trauma. And now all of us are processing a great deal of global trauma. And it kind of seemed like the time to sit down and work things through. I mean, both with each other and with our listeners. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, So to bring folks up to speed, either if you are new or, hey, it's been three freaking years and I don't remember how this show works. uh, What we'll do, (laughs) we'll have a reading each week. After the intro episode, the show structure will work. We'll We'll assign each other homework or assign ourselves homework. So we'll talk about our homework. We'll have a reflection from the last week. We'll discuss the current reading and then we'll have a big idea, which is kind of our aha moment from the reading. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about our strong challenge, which is what we resisted from the reading or maybe (laughs) threw the book across the room. And then we'll talk about (laughs) our yes, which is kind of our immediate action, you know, or or what's going to turn into our homework. And then because we love it, we will talk about what's your favorite part, which we did not do in season one. But didn't, it'll no. be really fun to include that uh, in season mm-hmm. two. So that's how. What's your show favorite part is always my favorite part of every yes. podcast that I do. Um, and uh, there's something about looking for the thing that you enjoyed the most that to me feels uh, like a nice concluding note, yep. you know, for leaving something after a discussion. So I'm glad we're bringing that in here. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about burnout. Why this book? 
I actually found out about this book through Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. Um, She interviewed the authors and it just sounded really interesting, especially the parts about seeing the stress cycle through to the end, which is something that I have always had, you know, a problem with. Um, That sounded really intriguing to me. Brene Brown, of course, was the author of the first book that we read for BSY, Rising Strong, and she kicked our asses solidly with that one. But the lessons that I learned from her while reading that book and processing it with you are things that I still apply or at least I still try to apply I mean you know let's be let's be real I still try to apply to my life now um and this book I think might be less ass kicky and more like facilitating for the process of stress and trauma um that we have to make the time for right now like right now you know um globally we are going through we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic uh hopefully towards the tail end but it has been um a very seriously traumatizing experience for I think pretty much everybody um and uh and there's a lot of stress involved with that um and there's also been uh you know in the United States political uh things that for the last four years um at least for me have created a great deal of uh, personal stress and trauma. Um, And so there is some recovery from that. And it just feels like now is the time for this book, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I I read it at your recommendation. Um, What what pulled me in was the fact that this was two sisters researching and writing together. Like, give me all the love stories of women in their work, Um, especially when that work (laughs) is done to help each other. Like they wrote this for each other. And then yeah, realized that which it, I, love I love that it, so you know? much. Um, yeah. and, and I thought it would be, you know, good for BSY because like a lot of folks right now, I am well and truly burned out. And mm-hmm. all the best assery in the world doesn't help when you're exhausted and depleted and worn down and stuck yeah. at home for a year away from yeah. the people and resources that help, you know, most. Mm-hmm. So. Burnout is more practical, tactical science than than most books that I turn to. Yeah. But what I think will be interesting, because you know me and I love a conceptual framework, this <laughs> this book offers more of a physical framework. Uh-huh. You know, um, but but that is that is really awesome too. So it's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be really fun to to approach a book that is, okay, you read this, now put the book down and go do. <laughs> like yeah. physically go do this thing <laughs> instead of like sit around and think about it and emotionally process it. Cause I'm much better at the thinking than I am the, I'm going to go do this thing. So I, I think it's going right. to be really like a, a good kind of challenge. Yeah, no, I really like it. I also love the combination of the uh, quantitative, the research, the science behind it, and the qualitative where they talk about stories yeah. and how they, they look at what they learn from the research through the the lens of stories and storytelling, which I think is just the perfect combination, you yeah. know, for the two of us to be discussing. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot of fun. It is fun. And they, they I think they pull on the strengths of both methodologies, Yeah, you know, while approaching, I mean, acknowledging some of the mm-hmm. the weaknesses of, of each methodology. So that's that's really good to see. Um, but oh my God, it's been three freaking years. Like I just, it's been three years. <laughs> three years. Girl. And we oh have done God. we've done three other podcasts together. Yeah. So anyone mm-hmm. that has not listened, we t- we did Still Dead about Angel the series. Yep. 
We did Welcome to the End Times about the Good Omens novel and TV show. And we're doing How Story Works conversations, building on your How Story Works show. But we both missed, like there were days when we were like, oh, we kind of missed, we kind of missed BSY. So Mm -hmm. to catch everybody up, and this is so much fun to just get to ask this question, (laughs) Lonnie. What have you said yes to over the last three years? Like, what's new with you, oh baby? My <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny because like you and I, like we talk to each other every day. We're connected yeah. constantly. Right. So the change that we have experienced in ourselves and and what we see in each other, while when I look at your life, I know how monumental it is. It all felt very gradual because we we went through all of these processes uh, with each other. But when I think about it in terms of, you know, if you left me three years ago and came to me now like what the difference is there and it is wow like it is huge um so I've said yes to a lot of things I think uh like the biggest most impactful thing uh that I said yes to was finally like actively processing the last of my trauma um I uh I had a lot of trauma I've been going through it and then I got to a point where I could start to feel joy again where I could start to feel love again I could read I could listen to music like I reclaimed a certain amount of my life but there was a chunk of it that was kind of still in this very foggy dark shadowy place and I just walked around that you know, like, mm-hmm. and I, I managed to like live and exist sort of on the edges. I, I'd managed to like reclaim so much, but then there was still sort of that core um, of the experience of trauma that was just sort of there. Um, but what I realized, you know, as I worked through this with my therapist is that um, it was like having a dark cloud swallowing my thoughts and memories if they ever came near that scorched earth space at the center of, I guess, my myself, my existence, my consciousness, whatever, you know. Um, and honestly, I was kind of fascinated by it. Like mm-hmm. I it was traumatizing and awful, but it was. It was interesting when I would realize that my my thoughts would just disappear, kind of like they were being snatched away from me. Um, and I started writing stuff down when I got close to that space. And then my mind would blot it out. And then I'd go to my notes and be like, oh, hey, you know, I had that thought. That was my thought. I would like it back. Thank you very much. And my mind would actively fight me on it. So I was both experiencing this from the, the traumatized person um, point of view and also watching this from a curious onlooker's point of view. Um, which I found like it was it was horrible, but it was also like fascinating, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally one day I just decided I'm like, I'm going in, you know, and I lie down in my bed and I close my eyes and I demanded entrance to that part of my brain, I guess. Like I went in, suddenly everything cleared. I saw and acknowledged the things that I was still had not processed, had not worked through. Um, and I was a wreck. For like days, I was just, I was fall apart fetal position. I, for hours, I couldn't even talk. You know, it was just a really, really wrenching experience. Um, But after that, I had reclaimed that scorched earth space. Um, There was no more fog. There were no more dark areas stealing my memories, you know. 
Um, it was kind of wild. Um, and uh, by the way, I don't recommend doing this with the, you know, if you do this, do this with the supervision of a therapist. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> don't do this on your own. It was really, really difficult. I have a therapist that I've been working with. Um, and uh, if you have the kind of trauma that is blocking parts of your memories and thoughts from you, you need a professional to hold your hand through that process. So do not do this on your own. It is it is really scary. I had loads of support when I was doing this. Um, and uh, And so that I think... Um, was like the final step for me. Like mm-hmm. I'd been working through and processing and getting better and feeling better and reclaiming my life. And that was like the final step, the final thing that I said yes to. Um, and, uh, and sort of, you know, I'm never going to be a person that didn't have this happen to them. I'm never going to be a person that doesn't have this trauma. And there's still some PTSD. There's some revisiting. There's always going to be that. Right. But I have reclaimed myself. And that to me was like such a hugely empowering thing. Um, so personally, like there was that. Um, in other news, I have been dedicating myself to working on the House Story Works book that is with my agent right now. Mm-hmm. We are in talks. Uh, so there should be some news on that coming, hopefully fairly soon. I still haven't, haven't, you know, ruled out that I would publish self-publish because that was what I intended to do. But there, mm-hmm. there's some things going on that I might I might go the other way. Um, I also uh, now, despite my incredible like fervent protestations <laughs> in the original season of BSY, have a love in my life. Uh, we are living together now and it is a really good relationship. Um, he's smart and loving and kind and he makes me laugh every day. And he is definitely tall enough. Remember in, in BSY1, yep. we went through this, you must be this tall mm-hmm. to, to get on this ride. He is absolutely tall enough. Um, and not just metaphorically, like due to six foot three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so something I said no to uh, mm-hmm. after BSY1 was the continuation of my graduate degree. I did start it, um, but it was nuts for me to even try, uh, given everything that I was doing at the time. Um, I have since learned to work fewer hours and give myself some time to relax and take a break, uh, which has been amazingly good for me. Um, and uh, and I no longer feel the need to prove my value. It's both proving my value and escaping my trauma through my productivity. Like at the Mm. time that we were doing BSY1, I was doing, um, I was piling on the work. I had a full-time job. I was teaching part-time. I was doing, uh, you know, I think three uh, different podcasts at that time. A couple of video podcasts. I was doing Outlander. I was doing uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was doing uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, BSY with you. Like it was a lot. Um, And it was because anytime that I was left to my own thoughts, I would fall deeply into that, that dark space, you know? Um, and now I am at peace enough that I can allow myself downtime. Um, I sleep, I can read again, I can listen to music again. Um, you know, and, uh, so yeah, like it's right now, I think I'm probably, um, about as happy and definitely as at peace as I've ever been. Um, and I think a lot of that, of course, is because of you, because Aww. having you for a best friend has uh, has made it possible for me to have the strength to do the things uh, that I do. And also doing BSY with you first season, I think, was so hugely... Oh, God, I think that if I have to credit my recovery to like one thing, like that would be the thing that gets most of the credit. So thank you. And I love you. And Kelly, how have you been doing? I love you, too. I'm just so freaking happy to hear you so happy. Like every day. (laughs) 
just text mm-hmm. me like, Lonnie, how are you doing? You're like, I'm good. And I'm like, hot damn. Like, it just. Yay! <laughs> remember, remember how it always used to be like, I'm okay. okay. I saw this whole Eeyore thing. You could always tell whenever we texted um, if I was, if I was actually all right or not. <laughs> yeah. But it's so good. And I just, mm-hmm. I love seeing you so happy and so steady in that happiness. Yeah. Like, it just. Mm-hmm. It, it makes my heart do all the, the good heart things. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's really funny, too, because when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, what's like, oh, three years. OK, what's different? Holy shit. Oh, my God. Like, it would literally be easier to make a list of things that are the same instead of the things yeah. that are, are different yeah. because everything's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing I've said yes to is just like yes to myself which sounds yeah kind of silly but you know it's yes to living a life that is outside of survival mode after mm-hmm. being in survival mode for like two decades which is a long yeah. freaking time you know yeah um and i think i've said yes to trying attempting sometimes doing um intentionally living in my body Um, yes to love yes to spirituality Mm -hmm. um also yes to therapy which i will second um and it 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 took a few tries to find a therapist because i i was with some with one person and it just wasn't really clicking and Mm -hmm. a friend i think it was you asked me you were like well have you talked about x with your therapist and i was like no we're not that close (laughs) 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 and so but like that was the process too like it's difficult to say well, this thing is not working for me. Let me go yeah. try to find another one that will. So just if you're in that boat, you know, I do believe it's worth continuing to try until you find the person that mm-hmm. connects for you, because that has been really, really helpful. Um, and and there have been, I mean, so many good things, but a lot of hard things in 2019 in particular mm-hmm. was a hell year ending with a, yeah. a wreck that totaled my car. Um, so the plan was. 2020 was supposed to be fucking awesome. 2020 was supposed to be a year of happy calm and rainbows Mm -hmm. and kittens. And that did not freaking happen. So, uh, you know, whatever. It's fine. I will. (laughs) I'm not bitter or resentful at all. Um, So I can't say that like all the trauma is all better now, but it's not the center anymore. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not the primary focus. It's not what I wake up with and go to sleep with. Um, I mean, my life is better now. I'm happier. You know, COVID life reality is notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. I'm healthier. I'm steadier. I still can't sleep, but I'm hoping <laughs> that our work with burnout will help because, you know, yeah. life, lifelong insomnia is a thing. Yeah. Um, but daily life is so different. My son is 22 now. You know, he has a job right. he likes in his own apartment. Mm-hmm. And I have time and space that is not dedicated Mm -hmm. to parenting and that still feels strange um i've gone back to swimming i have Mm -hmm. learned how to cook like nothing fancy but i've got the basics down thank you very much you're a good cook yeah thank you um and i think i've learned more how to lean on people and god help me ask for help um sometimes (laughs) still hard but but when we ended 20 uh, BSY, mm-hmm. I told the universe I wanted love and told the universe to bring it on. And the universe listened. So yeah. <laughs> I have been with my sweetie now for almost two and a half years. And that is a kind of magic and fate all of its own. Oh. And, and I think that 
I have learned to reframe or at least challenge my mm-hmm. definitions of magic and fate, um, especially mm-hmm. fate. And just mm-hmm. to show you how weird life is, in January, my heathen ass joined, joined, like actually I am a signed member of a universalist Unitarian church mm-hmm. for real have not missed a service like it is so strange our minister Mm. is a queer woman who plays roller derby i love her so much she's so amazing um but but that whole thing has been really miraculous um Mm -hmm. and i adopted a cat and she's fabulous so i i'm just i'm like yeah i mean if 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 the world was not on fire Mm -hmm. and and we could leave the house and go do all the things i would say hell yeah i'm great you know so but Mm -hmm. but the burnout from the stress, it feels like this is an externally imposed burnout. This is yeah. from what's happening in the world. This is from the stress at work. Whereas before mm-hmm. I would have said I carried that internally on my own yeah. constantly, you know, and so that pendulum has shifted a bit where I think mm-hmm. that that this kind of book um, or these kind of strategies are going to be really, really helpful because mm-hmm. The the path to I now know what makes me happy yeah. is clear in ways that it's never been before. Yeah, you know, which is so, so. wonderful. I mean, yeah. I I love it because I when I think back to I mean where we both were God. even by the end of BSY and BSY definitely you know I from the beginning to the end of BSY I healed so much you know I mean there was so much um I I was actively on fire at the beginning of of the project and by the end I was mostly smoldering so um so it was okay but like it's 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 funny because I look at your life and the things that you've done and the ways in which you are happier and healthier and, um, you know, and, and kinder to yourself, you've always been kind to others, but I see you being kinder to yourself. And that is a really wonderful valuing yourself, valuing your happiness, um, and fighting for it. You've worked really, really hard. And I mean, this is the thing too, is that like, um, you know, we, we left, you know, the end of season one of big strong. Yes. Having had this experience and now like, what are we going to do with it? And then for three years, we both really worked hard, um, to get to where we are now. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, if you were listening to episode 31, uh, you know, from 2017, and then the next one shows up in your feed right now, and then you listen to them sequentially, it feels like we snapped our fingers and suddenly life got all better. Oh my God. Um, that it would was be a lot wild. Of that would right. be wild. Like if you were starting the show now and those episodes yeah. were back to back. Oh my God. I can't even No, Three years is a long time. Three years um, is a long time. It's a and long time. A lot a lot of work. Um, But you know, like now in this space where, um, where we are, we've worked really, really hard, we've gotten our houses in order, so to speak, as far as the things that we value and how much we value ourselves, which is something that I think that both of us struggled with, you know, in the beginning. Um, Now, we are, you know, we have been living through like an incredibly stressful time, even before the pandemic, things were unbelievably stressful, mm-hmm. things were very disturbing, very upsetting. Um, and, uh, and there's been a lot of that to process. I mean, I've had times where I, I have um, what, what I've 
figured out to be compassion fatigue, where I hear all these horrible stories about horrible things that are happening to, you know, good people. And I just feel terrible. And, um, and then I got to the point where I couldn't feel anymore. Mm -hmm. So I had to stop watching the news. I had to stop being on social media. I had to take a break, you know, because it was just too much. And that is an emotional burnout. Um, and so when I heard the Brene Brown uh, episode of Unlocking Us, uh, that had the doctors and on it talking about this book I was like oh my god you know um this is it's such this is the right time for this book this is the right time for us to come back with this book and so you know the return of BSY feels like a natural progression you know in terms of like when I first started I was incredibly raw I remember talking about the transom uh, radio idea of speaking from the scar and not the wound um, yeah. and when we originally did BSY I was absolutely speaking from the wound um, now I speak from the scar um, and I think that that's going to be interesting to see how um, how I approach self-help from an area of continual improvement I'm not on fire anymore Mm-hmm. How do I do it when I'm not on fire, you know, um, and, and the fact that you don't have to be on fire in order to look at something and, you know, improve your life, improve where you are. Um, so, you know, I find that like I I have now gotten to the point where I'm not on fire. So when there's a heavy emotion for me to deal with, I tend to ignore it and blot it out and laugh and dance and tap dance my way through it. Um, so that's something else that I could definitely work on. And one of the things that they do in, in, um, in burnout is talk about uh, working your way through the emotion rather than kind of staying in it. I tend to deny any emotion uh, that isn't, you know, isn't good and happy because I got really tired of the negative ones. Um, and so that draws me back into BSY again. You know, like there's no hedging on BSY. As Dr. <laughs> Jones says, honey, the same cotillion. Yes. I can't do your accent, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. The same big, strong cotillion. Yeah. This <laughs> is not big, the same polite proper. No. But it's it's funny to hear you say that where you're like, oh, I used to cry all the time and now I don't cry anymore. And I'm like, welcome to my side of the emotional <laughs> pendulum, baby. To quote a league of their own, there's no crying in baseball. Um, But it's funny, like as an academically minded Aquarius, I firmly Mm. believe we should be able to trade in emotions for ideas, cash and valuable prizes. Like (laughs) that should just be a thing. But apparently ignoring your emotions for 40 plus years is bad for you. So Mm -hmm. my therapist makes me practice naming the feeling and then saying the feeling. Uh, uh, And I hate uh, it. Quite a lot. Um, oh, my God. But it really does help. And so, mm-hmm. like, I think for me, the first round of BSY was really a process of waking back up. And and I mean, mm-hmm. like, coming home to myself in some ways and, and thinking about what I actually want. And so that opened a door to the search for clarity, which mm-hmm. surprisingly became a search for recognition. Like, there are things about me that are true that have always been true. That I have forgotten or that I have ignored or that I have put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the last three years has been about grappling with those realizations, mostly in really good ways. Yeah. You know, and so I think I have that clarity now. Um, And and what I did not expect is that that manifests in the physical feeling of not this and yes, this Mm -hmm. in my body. Yeah. And and I, if you had told me this at the beginning of BSY, I would have laughed at you because 
Like previously on the story of my life, I would have described yeah. myself as a brain in a jar. So right. like intentionally listening to my body is a whole new thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I know what yes, this feels like now. But I right. need I need the energy to get mm-hmm. there because you have to move through burnout to get to the yes, you know, yes. Um, and burnout. The book is is really a guide for science based self care. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about like the biggest asterisks in the world on science yeah. space. And we're going to talk about that. But it really is about moving through the stress cycle in your body. Mm-hmm. And I need all of that. Um, and BSY really feels like the best kind of deliberate attention, which I like better than accountability because I hate that word. Yeah. But deliberate attention because the goal is always yes. You know, mm-hmm. and so talking about the book, doing the homework, because when we're on BSY, I do my homework. I don't do it when I'm not on BSY. We'll see if I do it. I never did it on BSY. I do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sharing those ideas with the folks that are listening is the best way to put a book into action. And you know, I want to talk about the books. I know. (laughs) It's so fun to be reading with you again. It really is. It really is. So we're back. Oh, my God. We are doing the thing. Oh, my God. Holy cow. (laughs) So we want to hear from all of you to join in the discussion on Twitter. Follow Lonnie at Lonnie Diane Rich and me at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag Big Strong Yes. Also, be sure to follow Chipperish Media at Chipperish to stay connected with all of our podcasts. And you can find the Doctors Nagowski at burnoutbook.net. Yes, this episode of Big Strong Yes was brought to you by the Chipperish Media Producers who support us on Patreon at the power producer level. These people are the reason why Big Strong Yes is coming to you free and ad-free right now. So thank you to Stephania, Shelly, Rose, Jonathan, Alice, Kristen, Sarah, Christina, Erica, and Abigail. And this week's special message for our power producers, name the feeling, say the feeling. <laughs> $5 and up Patreon supporters get Lonnie's reaction show with Ian Martin of Passion of the Nerd, Let's Watch Roulette, where Lonnie and Ian randomly roll something on Netflix and watch it live. $10 and up Patreon supporters also get to attend live tapings of Big Strong Yes and all the podcasts we do at Chipperish Media. Head on over to patreon.com slash chipperish to find out what waits for you when you decide to support. You can also show your support for Big Strong Yes by going to Apple Podcast and giving us a review or telling your friends about the show and Shippers Media or saying yes to the things that are yeses for you. We will be back next time with Burnout, the introduction. Until then, today's closing quote is from C.S. Lewis. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. strong paperbacks read along magic news fiercely choose change your lens share with your friends i can tell that we are gonna say yes i can tell that we are gonna say yes talk to me kelly lee with your fierce badassery Bonnie spouting, chipperish, a story expert, optimist, outline joy and boundaries on a list. Outline joy and
awkward chat, learning names we've rumbled with, our guilt and shame, empathy through microphones, so no one has to cry alone, beautiful with powers of our own. Turn your homework into Dr. Jones. Broken hearts, sloppy kisses, favorite parts, terms defined, both big and small, worthiness, hit a wall, if you stand a chance with us at all, you must be at least this fucking tall, this is more than just a podcast. Has integrative zing speaking through the silence of the past. Me too, Marty fucking Noxon. This might be a major thing, and when it's over, we're not done. Through episodes just 31, creative frameworks that you teach. Love what you love, cause it'll preach. We'll hold that light and kindness mirror for friends. I can tell that we are gonna say yes. Till courage and adventure call us again. And this week's special message to our power producers, I didn't write it. I was going to put a special <laughs> message in there. Oh, wait. What did you say? Name the feeling. Name the feeling and say the feeling. All right. Yeah. I hate it a lot. <laughs> Name the and feeling. This- say the feeling. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I almost want to keep that in rather than re-record it. I love so my let's therapist. Just leave that. She knows I First love of all, her. that I forgot to put it in yes, the it's script. Very cute. It'll but be also just a- that I was going to pull that out. Yeah. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> how are you feeling? I feel like I don't want to say a fucking feeling. That's how I'm feeling. This is how our sessions go. It's great. It's great. <laughs> all right. I'm going to give you a read on that line. But if you can keep that, that would be adorable. All right. 